right. This week we are diving into a uh, pretty uh, heavy subject matter. Um, this will be a much more, I would say, serious episode than we are usually used to doing mm-hmm. in light of uh, the time that this episode is released. Uh, but we are doing uh, the new film Worth uh, on Netflix, which has Michael Keaton, Amy Ryan, Stanley Tucci, um, that covers the aftermath of the 9-11 uh, terror attacks. Um, and this year, as you probably know, marks 20 years since that day. Um, but this film explores uh, the question of what is someone's life worth. Um, it wrestles with the, the literal sense and the more uh, figurative sense and the more human aspect of what that question means. Um, so yeah, a, a great cast, heavy questions, um, heavy topics. There's a lot There's a lot to say about this film. Yes. We're going to talk about a lot. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, the question that we're going to be answering is this. But is worth good? Let's find out. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Greetings, yeah. Hello. Hello, welcome to episode 39 of But Is It Good Podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. Where we ask the critical question. But is it good? But is it good? We talk about other things. We do. But ultimately, we pick one film a week, Mm -hmm. and we ask, but is it good? All right, so just like every week, I am your host, Zach Olson. And I am your host, Hunter Callahan. And as always, somewhere around here, I'm not sure where she's gotten to, is the... She's behind me. She's underneath the crib. I see her tail. Overarching host of the podcast. CEO and founder. Whiskers. Queen Elizabeth. Callahan Dash. Olson. The third. The third. Uh, we call her Whiskey. Uh, cool. Um, disclaimer, just so we can just set the tone of this. Uh, this is a pretty heavy weekend uh, mm. for, um, I would definitely at least, I mean, definitely for the United States of America, but I would assume the world. Um, Saturday marked the 20th anniversary of the tw- September 11th attacks. 20 years. It's wild. We were eight. We were eight years old when that happened. Mm. Um, still remember where I was, like th- what that day looked like, mm-hmm. even though I was, we were, what, second grade, I think? Second or third second grade? Second or third. Second or third grade. I remember, I mean, everyone's got their... Yeah, their story. Where, yeah, their story, like where they were and, and how they, they found out. But uh, my my teacher got yep. a phone call mm. and was just like very visibly distraught. Yep. And then probably not her brightest moment as a teacher, she turned the TV on. Oh, yeah. And so we're, yeah. you know, watching, we're the watching the coverage. I'm eight years old watching the coverage. Yep. You know. Uh, we were outside for, not recess, but something. We were doing something okay. outside, some sort of like class thing. And a, a police officer came and got us and said, you guys need to go back inside. Just because no one knew, yeah. like, no one knew. This was, this was like, when it was happening. Right. And we can get more into this once we get into the film. But we're doing uh, uh, the brand new film. I, well, I guess it's not brand new. It came out last year. Oh, no, wait. It, it released this this month, actually, September 3rd. So it was originally shown at the... So on some oh, websites, when you, when you look it up, it says it's a 2020 film. Gotcha. Because uh, January 24th of last year it was released. when it premiered at gotcha. the Sundance Film Festival. And then I'm I'm assuming it was held on to yep. because of COVID. Yeah. It's my it assumption. I don't released know. Released on Netflix this past month. Um Yeah, so we're doing Worth, uh, which has got a great cast, which we'll dive into that in just a minute. We do have some shindigs. Mm-hmm. Uh so all the lightheartedness will get out of our system um during this. 
because uh, it is a pretty heavy, heavy episode. Um, but yes, I do have some news. Zach, we give me a theme song, please. It's time for Hanushindig. Yeah, you like the news about movies and entertainment in general, mostly I do. movies. I do like the news. Well, we've got a treat for you because Hunter Shindig talks about the news specifically pertaining to entertainment, specifically pertaining to movies. This is a great song, Hunter Shindig. Yeah, wonderful. Um, all right, cool. So some things dropped over the, this past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one that I saw, uh, I, f- <laughs> I found this out 20 minutes after we recorded our last episode. This is which the is, suits. Which is frustrating because I would have put it in the last episode. This is the suits. But Jason Momoa, Jason Mimosas, uh, uh, put on Instagram. I think he actually posted himself uh, the two suits that will be used in Aquaman 2, The Lost Kingdom. Um, the first one, I think, is just the original suit. Yeah. Because like you texted me saying, what's different about this one? And I spent like 10 minutes looking at it. And I, was I like, looked at it side by side. And the like, same? there's probably something different because yeah. I feel like they're always trying to update to show like yeah, just tweak either it. because this is true to that series of comics and like this is based on that or just to like progress the character in some way. You know what I mean? So there's probably like something very minute yep. different, but it looks the same. So he has his classic orange and green mm-hmm. suit. And then he has is it orange or yellow? I thought it was yellow. It's like a goldish orange. I don't know. It's been, I think it's orange. Let's settle on gold. Gold. Gold and green. Um, uh, and then unveiled a new stealth suit, which is dark blue and black. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks pretty bit, cool. A bit slimmer. It, it, it looks more in line with the theme of like, uh, uh, is his name Mantis? Yes, Black Mantis. Well, the... His name is Black Manta. Manta, I, I sorry, th- I not think, Mantis. I, no, I, think I was thinking Mantis. Mantis <laughs> from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, but they, I think they've essentially just taken to calling him Manta. Yeah. These days, but Black Manta, yeah. Um, because his whole, th- they were like stealth suits, yeah. like going on boats, modern pirates or whatever. Yeah, and so the 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 stealth suit for Aquaman kind of reminds me of that, so it makes yeah. me wonder, like, ooh. Yeah. Well, also, this is going to be apparently it's based much more on horror. That, that's the noise that I make when I'm wondering. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. Uh, they said that James Wan is going to use his flex his horror muscles a bit more because he's a horror director usually. Yes. Um, and also it's kind of based off. I don't sure what which run of comics it did. It, it did, but back in some comic books, um, Aquaman did wear a blue stealth suit that it, that they said that it kind of drew inspiration from. Okay. So that's cool. I'm excited for it. Um, also there's a picture that James Wan posted of him and Patrick Wilson, and Ocean Masters looking rough. <laughs> the the big old beard and the tattered Crazy pants. Hair. Yeah, he's yeah, looking. He, he's been washed up on an island. Yeah, so the it, sea is no longer on his side. Yeah, it looks like he's like, like. Which honestly, I thought somewhere. he was going to be like dead or in jail. No, so, so it's, it's interesting that he is like exiled. Right. Yeah, what's interesting is that I saw someone say that it looks like he's been exiled to the kingdom of the de- deserters. So the the desert. Mm. Um, which someone said were the deserters one of the kingdoms of the yeah, ocean? Yeah, they're the ones that like disappeared. Yep. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm like. No, yeah, it's, it's fine. Uh, which is interesting because apparently, and I can't corroborate this, apparently this I have to go back and check. Mm-hmm. Apparently that lines up perfectly with what was going to happen to Ocean Master in Zack Snyder's five arc plan. Hmm. There's been a lot of news coming out recently of things like lining up with what Zack Snyder had planned. Yeah. And then there was that rumbling that Zack Snyder was going to be on for Justice League 2, with, right? Uh, with James Gunn's yeah. script, whatever, which yeah. I would love to see that pairing. Um, which I don't believe that for a second, so everyone's clear. Lots <laughs> of rumblings. Um, 
but yeah, so apparently in apparently in Aquaman two, I mean in Justice in Snyder's Justice League two, mm-hmm. Black Manta was going to break Ocean Master out of a prison that was in the desert. Okay, that could be total bullshit. I don't actually know, but hey, cool. People have been saying like restore the Snyderverse mm-hmm. since the Snyder Cut came out. My friends, just so you know, the Snyderverse is still alive. Mm-hmm. It's just is looking a little different than it would have. Right. When you got Ezra Miller's Flash and Ben Affleck's Batman, and you take one look at Supergirl's suit in the Flash, it is identical to the Henry Cavill suit. Mm-hmm. The imagery is staying. We've the Rock has made it clear that that Black Adam is in the DCEU, so it's still here. Rejoice, I suppose. <laughs> Rejoice. But cool. Um, yeah, that looks that looks tight. Looks dope. Um, moving right along, Dune. Yes. Has a rating. What is it? Do you know it? No, I don't know. Let me actually double check it. Yes, because these things are subject to change. They are. It's gone up. <gasps> uh, it is. Uh, it's not technically certified fresh, but it is sitting fresh at eighty-seven. Eighty-seven percent. So I have a quick question. Yep. About just like the ratings in general, and then we can talk about the rating for this movie. Yep. When they rate. I know. I know that sometimes a movie's like in its sixties and it's certified fresh. Is it just like once a like a certain number of critics have weighed in, maybe, then they certify it? Maybe where it's like, you know what I mean? They I'm, feel I'm, confident that it, it wouldn't drop below. I don't actually know. I see uh, on my Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know why that popped up. Is this like related? Most popular streaming movies, Wedding Crashers from 2005, and it shows it as uh, certified fresh at 76. percent Yeah. Like I said, I don't know why that one popped up, but oh, no. um, but 87. percent I I will say, with the hype that has been surrounding this movie, it's a little bit of a disappointment for for me. Like I haven't seen it yet, obviously, yeah. right? But I was expecting this to be like 95, you know, like yeah. Dune. But also, I I like that number because. This is such a massive world to adapt mm-hmm. that that tells me that it's been done well enough. Because you also don't want a repeat of like BBS, where this there's an endless okay. amount of hype, and then it's like twenty seven. That's true. Um, so cool. We'll see. The hype is the hype is real for this movie for me, though. Yeah. I mean, it's got everybody. Great cast. E- everybody. We have we were actually at a bookstore. Me and Hannah were yesterday in East Atlanta, and. Uh, I found the super sick hardback cover of Dune. Yeah, that's really cool. Anyway, it's got um, Polka Dot Man. He's in it too. Yeah, he's in everything. Yeah, he's great. Look at him. Look at his face. Um, David Dasmalkian. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, moving right along. Venom: Let There Be Carnage has been moved up Ooh. to October first. Reversing the trend. October first. Yeah. So soon, like two. We got some interesting films uh, coming out in October. We got Venom, Mm -hmm. uh, Halloween Kills Mm -hmm. coming out. I want to say there's something else coming out, but I think the the Bond film is coming out in October. Um, I think think, uh, Bond Spectre? Spectre? No. No. No no Time to Die. No Time to Die. Yeah, see? Spectre came out like three years ago. Yeah, this is how how plugged in I am, everybody. Um, Um, It's coming out like the third week in in October. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I will probably do that. Uh, car- uh, Carnage. I, I guess. Sure. It took me like a year to see the first one, so I'm not like. I haven't seen the like first one. Like dying to see it, but you know, whatever. Uh, uh, there's a Deathstroke series rumored for HBO Max. 
But is it going to be? Uh, apparently, it's not going to be Joe Mangiello. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. Say how you say his last name. Joe Mangiello. Lello. That's that's Man- upsetting. Manginello. That's upsetting for two reasons. One, he looked awesome. Yep, he was great. Two, he's like a big nerd, and he was so hyped to play yeah. that character, and he was this, just like one little one yeah, little scene. This is just well, that's that that teaser was supposed to set up. Ben I know. Netflix Batman movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so because that, that because, is upsetting. To yeah, me. because in Snyder's version. Luther's like, his name is Bruce Wayne, so he like reveals him. Anyway, um, just chugging that. Jeez, uh, I was thirsty. But apparently, this is going to be set in Robert Pattinson's universe. Okay, who's Which, pl- who's playing? Frankly, just get the same guy. I don't care who's playing. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, no one's confirmed for it. I mean, that series is not even confirmed yet either. Okay, so it could uh, still be. Joe. But yeah, cool. Uh, speaking of Halloween Kills, it is getting a simultaneous streaming release as well on. Peacock TV. Simultaneous release. Well done. Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> On Peacock. Do you know anybody who has Peacock TV? No. I want to <laughs> I want to vent for a second. Okay. Can we just like insert my shindig in, into your shindig? Yes. This is Zach's shindig for where a com- second. Yeah. Where I complain about stuff. Okay. Zach complains about stuff. So Not just us, actually. That's great. When Netflix yeah. came to be... Yes. It was this great thing. You know why? Because everything that you had to like go search for, like all the movies that you wanted to watch, everything that like you had to either go rent from Blockbuster when it existed. Rest in peace. Or, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Yeah. It was all in one spot and you could watch it and it was wonderful. And yeah. One subscription and you had the world at your fingertips. Yeah. Now there's like 13 things <laughs> that you have to subscribe for. Yeah. And it's like, are you supposed to pay for cable or like uh, a streaming cable service like YouTube TV or something and then also pack on like nine different things? Exactly. What are we doing? So what's funny is that I've heard this argument that the streaming... Uh, I like to watch live sports too. The streaming <laughs> infrastructure took over Yeah. because cable got so expensive. Right. right? It right. was like, we have... we have Oh, you have 13,000 channels? Mm-hmm. Who cares? But you're paying X amount of dollars for cable packages that you don't even use half of it. Right. It's too much money. And then you're like, oh, look, I can just pay for this one thing that has everything that I need. Yeah. Okay, now you got to pay for 15 things, mm-hmm. and it costs the same as it used to cost to get cable. 15 is <laughs> probably an exaggeration. But, but it's, it's a lot. Let's think about it. Okay, so. You got uh, HBO. HBO Max. Well, hold on. Let's back up. Disney's got a bundle, right? Yes, it's a pretty good bundle too. Uh, you get uh, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. And Hulu, and it's like what, twelve bucks a month or something? Something is stupid. it fifteen? I don't know. Uh, but let's just go down the list. We got so Disney those three Plus. we can package together. Well, for someone like me who doesn't have the bundle, yeah, right. You got to bundle. The let's bundle. just let's just say so we have Disney Plus, ESPN Plus. People forget about that. Mm-hmm. Hulu, uh, Netflix, Peacock. HBO Max. HBO Max. Uh, Amazon Prime. Pl- Amazon or, Prime. Which y- you might already be paying for yeah. Amazon Prime. Uh, Apple TV Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, Paramount. Paramount Plus. There's, there's more. There's more. I know there's more. <laughs> I'm trying to think. We're both like, oh, shit. Uh, did we get Hulu? Yeah. We, we, we said Hulu we at the beginning. Hulu. Uh, we, we put those three together. Um, if you want to watch baseball, you got to get Bally Sports. Ba- oh, my God, dude. Plus whatever. Bally Sports. Uh, that's ten, and there's more. But then you have like Hulu Live, YouTube TV, mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, um, my dad cut cut the cord like five years ago, something like that. Right when right when this stuff was on the precipice, is mm-hmm. that the right word? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well um, and it was cheap, and it worked really well. And every year they've like creeped the price up. Now yeah. he's paying like eighty dollars a month or something crazy like that for YouTube TV, and he's paying for these streaming services. And he's like. I could go back to cable and save money now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, I could I could reinstall the cable that I previously cut. Yeah. And save money. It is a lot. It's a lot. Anyway, is that <sighs> That's my shindig. Zach's shindig. There you go. Um cool, real quick, a couple more things. Christopher Nolan has found his next film. His next film I heard about this. We'll explore the story of Robert uh, of J. Robert Oppenheimer's role in the creation of the atom bomb. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. It's it's inter- it's going to be interesting because you know his big thing that he likes to play with is time. Yep. He, all his films have to deal with time. either like time perception or like yep. time altering of some mm-hmm. kind or memory mm-hmm. in in relation to time. I, I'm hype. Yeah. I don't know what that has to do with this. No, I, do, but, but, <laughs> but I mean think about like Dunkirk too. Yeah. It's three different timelines. You just hear yeah. Yeah, like the, you hear the clock in the background. Yeah, and it, the whole time. It's like the beach is. A week. Mm-hmm. The plane is a day. Right. No, no. The plane the, is like I thought an the, hour. The beach was. Is the beach a week? I don't know, but it's something. I like thought that. the beach was the shortest amount of time. Oh. The people back home, like doing the boats and stuff. Oh. I thought that was like a week. Okay, so it, but yeah, it's like there's a beach, the plane, and the boat, and each one's a different time span. Right. Um, Maybe I'm wrong, yeah, but I haven't I'm seen it. I haven't too. seen it in a while. It's great. Um, I thought the beach was the shortest one though. Andy Garcia joins Expendables Four. Okay. Neato. Uh, Don't Look Up trailer dropped, which has okay. Leo Leo Decap and J Law. Yeah. Um, and it has Meryl Streep and Jonah Hill. Great cast. It looks really. It's like a dark, like a like a dark comedy. Looks good. I love I love dark comedies. Yeah. It's like I think Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence are like astronomers who found out like a comet's coming to hit Earth, and they're trying to warn people and like no one cares. Um, that comes out Christmas Eve, I think. And it's getting a short, I think it's getting a short uh, theatrical run, too. Okay. Uh, cool. The biggest news is that trailer for Matrix Resurrections dropped. Mm-hmm. Can I be honest with you? Be honest with me. I was kind of disappointed. Why? I don't know. Tell me why. I've also only seen the first one. Okay. But for some reason, it starts off with him, like, with, like, Neo is, like, or Thomas, as he's called in this, is, like, just a guy, and I'm like, wait, did he forget he's in the Matrix again? Okay. So I'm kind of raises a question. I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, are we going backwards? Well, I don't think we're going backwards because he looks much older. Yes, yeah, but I'm saying like character-wise, there's a new, there's a new person who appears to be like this generation's Neo, right? Also, it, this is called Resurrections, yeah. right? So uh, they're all like clone, like clone baby, like clone people in pods, right? Yeah. What if this is like another Keanu Reeves? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like a, like I mean a different it could one. be. And there's apparently somebody who's watching the original Matrix in the trailer. Huh. So I'm curious to see how like the world works. But also like Yahya Abdul Mateen, I think is that his name. Yes. Who's a great actor? He plays Black Manta. He was Doctor Manhattan in the yeah, Watchmen yeah. series. He's playing Morpheus. Right. He's playing like a younger version of Morpheus. Oh, is he? See, I didn't know that. It's just interesting. See, okay, so hold on. Let's back up here. Because this, this is another thing that I've gotten on you about a couple of times. We're already at 20 minutes. When, <laughs> when I watch the trailer for a movie, 
Like, I get what the trailer is giving me. And then you go online and you look it up and you're like, oh, also that's Morpheus. No, I just, I, I looked at his name, like the actor's name. Right. I could tell in the trailer that he was playing You go and look Morpheus. it up online. I was, it was, I was like, well, it looked Morpheus. like It looked like he was playing the part of like a Neo, but I thought it might have been a different one in the same sense that like, like in the Mortal Kombat series, there's like the new generation of fighters yeah, that I'm are like, like reminiscent of the old generation, but they're not necessarily uh, the same But he people. had the glasses. And but he was you just determined that <laughs> is the same person. I didn't Do take it. Do you see it, what I'm saying? Yes, but I, I didn't take it as oh, this guy's playing like a new hero. I was like, that's Mor- he looks exactly like Morpheus. Mm-hmm. And he even has like the red pill and blue pill. Right. So I'm just wondering like, how's that going to work? Anyway. We'll see how it works. I mean, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm going to see it. I just, for some reason, I was like, I was underwhelmed. But you haven't seen that, like two of the other ones. So. They suck. Huh? I heard that, that the other two were not, that's, that's good. Um, are we going to review them? Yes. We are. So why don't we hold our reserve? Why don't we reserve our judgment? Yes. Until we've watched them. I did that. Who told you they suck? The internet. <laughs> really? Okay. So, because the internet. Yeah. Donald Glover. Great album. Um. Anyway, so moving right along, I have one more thing to say, and that is that I finally started Marvel's What If, and first episode is fine. It wasn't like. It didn't like blow me away. I was like, all right, okay. this is cool. The animation style looks really cool. I'll it, say that. It is cool. It was something that I put on and I was fine with doing other stuff while I was on. So you didn't you didn't give it your full attention? I mean, I tried to, but I got kind of bored. He's cringing. He's cringing I mean, it's right interesting. Now. It's, it's very interesting. It's just, I was like, okay, this is cool. I mean, it looks cool. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen any of the Marvel shows I'm yet. Gonna, I'm going to keep watching it. We'll see. Um, I was going to say something. It's gone. It's gone forever. Goodbye. Um, okay, cool. You've already done your shindig. Do we have any whiskey shots? Do we? Uh, she keeps putting her butt in my face while I'm trying to work. Yeah, that's because she knows your name, your true name. Which is what? Butt face. <laughs> she's, 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 she's a lot. You know, I just noticed that you're wearing, like, joggers, you know, like, sweatpants, and they're, like, pretty form-fitting. And then you come on... <laughs> He's like, so it's like a very modern pant, right? <laughs> like, this is like 2021. And then you've got on the same, like, old, dirty, white Converse <laughs> that I feel like you wore in high school. Uh, probably. Like, uh, yeah. But this is like my seventh pair because I always get so dirty that I have to buy new ones. Okay. Okay. Do you know what I, I almost wore? What? For those of you who don't know, because you, how, how Did would you- almost you, wear moccasins? How, yes. <laughs> because people who- you, how'd you know this? We actually, me and Hannah and Hollis, we went to have breakfast with Zach. We had breakfast this morning with Waffle House. Waffle House, not a sponsor, but please. We would love to be. Uh, and I almost wore my moccasins that I have worn since high school. Mm-hmm. The same ones? You haven't gotten? No, I've had Because to get, the, the moccasins will wear they, through I've had, pretty I've quickly. I've worn holes in those things before, yeah. but that's like my fourth or fifth pair. I had a pair of moccasins. And, and then Addy chewed on them, so now they're kind of damaged. I had a pair of moccasins, and they were really nice. This is I, I know we're at like 25 minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all right. But this is a funny story to me. Yeah. Uh, and I loved them. I wore them like all the time. You know, yep. moccasins. You know the moccasin lifestyle. Yeah, I love them. And uh, I went to this like bonfire. I don't remember where it was. I went to this bonfire and I was sitting next to the fire and I was like, ooh, the fire is nice and warm. <laughs> so I, I, I put my feet up and the fire was getting warmer and warmer. <laughs> this chick that was on the other side, this girl that was on the other side of the, the bonfire goes, uh, do you know that you just burned like a big old hole in your moccasins. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. That's and, awesome. And then I, I looked and it was like the whole part where like the ball of your foot and your toes are. Yep. It was just like melted down. That's hilarious. Moccasins are great. 
and we use we we, we have bought soft sole moccasins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the risk of those is that if you get caught in the rain, you're screwed. Yeah. There's one day where I was I, I went to a, a Rush concert with Chase, and we were walking back um, to our car. It started raining. We were walking back from the from the I think it was Lakewood. Okay. And I had to walk like you know, 0.5 miles. Right. In soft sole moccasins in the pouring rain, ruined. I mean, but it's hey. a risk that you're you're taking. That's true. You know. All right, cool. Uh, theme song is out, please. Whiskey. Was that whiskey shots? Yeah. <laughs> what was the whiskey shot? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Whiskey shots. Whiskey shots. Yep. Does whatever a whiskey cat does. We change one note meow. so that it's not the same as the other song. Meow, 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 meow. All right, cool. Do you know what time it is? It is time for World Famous... Movie in a minute. Movie in a minute. Movie in a minute. Movie in a minute. I have a question real quick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in the past, and we can we can edit this out. We can leave it in for the, the yeah. so they, they know our process. Yeah, this is how it right? works. This is how we do things. Yeah. Um in the in the past on the fly. We've done <laughs> we've done movie in a minute mm-hmm. and then we do our spoiler free one minute. Oh like, yeah. Should we reverse the order of that? Probably. So that like the spoiler free stuff comes before all the spoilers. Probably. Is this a spoiler though? This movie? I mean I guess so. It's brand new. <laughs> I mean, if you if you haven't seen it and you don't know about the lengthy litigation, pro- I guess it's not necessarily litigation, but like yeah. the the settlements for the the victims' families, then it it would be spoiler related. Yeah. So I guess just spoilers for any of those those who care to, or for anybody who doesn't already know the history of it. Mm-hmm. I guess is a better way to put it. Uh, so briefly, uh, reactions, first reactions, spoiler free reactions, for for a couple minutes. Zach, what do you think of Worth? I, we were talking about this at Waffle House. Yeah. I thought I wasn't going to like this movie, not because of necessarily like the subject matter surrounding mm. this movie, um, because it's like, I, I was expecting it to be very like emotional and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But because the idea of like putting a dollar value on the worth of a human life yep. is like gross to me. Yeah, it's cringy. Um, it's like nails on chalkboard. I'm not a fan, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I will say that, I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah. So you've had a good streak the past like four or five films. Yeah. No, yeah. I've I've liked most things that we've. I yeah. mean, everything that we've watched for a while now. Um, it 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 caught me by surprise mm-hmm. with the. If you haven't seen it, you're gonna turn it off here soon. This podcast off soon, and then you're gonna go watch it. It's on Netflix. And then come back. But I will say that this film has a lot of really good character development. Yeah. Like. Many characters that develop mm-hmm. in very positive ways, in my opinion. Um, and one guy who just sucks. One guy who gets a little bit of screen time, and he's a butthead. <laughs> yeah, he's your brother. Because <laughs> I'm butt face. Yeah, gotcha. Um, At least yeah, you're not the whole head. You know, that's true. That's true. Um, can you hear Hollis? Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's like he's talking. talking. I don't know. Um, he's not upset. He's talking. Anyway, yeah, I would say I I agree. We. Um, you know, so this this week's been interesting. It's it's wild to believe it's been twenty years since nine eleven. Um, mm-hmm. And so me and Hannah have been like we watched a documentary um, about it, and then we saw this film, and we're like, let's you know, let's watch this. And it was, I thought it was really well done. I think the cast is great. Michael Keaton's had like a late career resurgence the past like five years. I know he's been. I I'm mean, everything it. everything that he's in, I've I've really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but him and like Stanley Tunchi. Is great. Is it Tunchi? Tu- like uh, Tucci? <laughs> like Stanley Tucci? Like, like Little Wayne? <laughs> Tunchi. No. 
No, there's there's no answer. Any Tucci, um, Amy Ryan. Young you know, Moolah, people just know baby. her as uh, Michael Scott's wife. Well, I guess mm-hmm. they become they get married uh, in the office. But no, she's spoiler. She's great. Um, it was, yeah, I, w- I will say it was a little jarring seeing her in a serious role because she's the opposite of serious. No, yeah, no, in, in the office. In the office. Um, I th- this film is very interesting because it it does kind of peel back the curtain into uh, the aftermath of the attacks, but in but a different side of the aftermath. Obviously, everybody knows. There's no real focus on the attackers or like the politics yeah. surrounding. In fact, at one point, and I know we're in like the little intro part, yeah. but at one point in the in the movie, uh, his wife he's at home like going through paperwork and stuff, and his wife's like listening to the news, and, and they're like about to you know declare war, yeah, and, you know go over, and he's like he's like I don't want to hear this, and he picks up his stuff and goes into another room, yeah. So like he's he's trying to stay away from that, yeah. And this movie's trying to stay away from that, yeah. Which which I think is I mean. That's that's fair because we've that's been beaten to death. That, mo- that movie has been made. Yeah, um, but yes, I really enjoyed it. I think it's I think it's a really really cool piece. Um, mm-hmm. It does get I think I think you said earlier that has some larger tropes in there. Yeah, but and we'll talk about that. Yeah, it, I, mean, it doesn't, I, think it, I think it works overall. I think doesn't like do arcs. A, yeah, if you're gonna have a a, a law based movie, you're gonna have stuff like that. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, but I I think the, the there's there's very satisfying character arcs in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. So from here on out, uh, for those of you who are interested, uh, spoilers. spoilers. We're gonna be spoiler heavy. Um, starting with a movie in a minute. Yeah, this is our world famous. In all six inhabited continents. Yes. We have listeners <laughs> in all six continents. Thank you very much. World famous segment. Movie in a minute. Movie in a minute where we summarize the entire movie in 60 seconds or less. Sometimes, Some weeks it's 60 seconds precisely. Some weeks it's 60 seconds or less. So Is it really? Yeah. If you go back and, yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, I, have not, I watched this movie like a week ago, so I'll do my best. Let's do it. Are you ready? I'm ready as I'll ever be. In three, two, one, go. All right, cool. So we open up uh, on Kenneth Feinberg. It's, he's he's a professor and he's teaching his class. And we go over the basis of this film as far as how to assign a, uh, a dollar sign to uh, someone's life. Um, fast forward. Uh, he's living in D.C. The 9/11 attacks happen. Um, he is recruited by the government to essentially handle the uh, compensation or the victim fund for the victims. Uh, and we have this long internal struggle uh, of what is the value of life worth, whether it's a person who's uh, a garbage man, a person who's a CEO, you know, those kind of questions. And we have Stanley Tucci, whose wife passed in the attacks, and he has to fix the fund. So we have this long arc of them trying to convince uh, Kenneth that his formula is uh, biased and doesn't work. And then he has to interview families we have these tough questions with victims and he gets moved and finally says we have to take every case on a personal individual basis and then assign a value to it and then they fix the fund uh he matures and becomes a world-renowned lawyer done very good why are you smiling you said tunchi again <laughs> did i really yeah. Stanley tucci tucci uh cool so let's run through the credits of this film real quick just to get it out of the way uh directed by sarah Colangelo? Colangelo? Colangelo. I would think. That's better than what I said. Uh, She also did Little Accidents. Okay. Don't know what that is. Um, Written by Max Borenstein. Uh, As you just pointed out, Zach, it's based on the book What is Life Worth by Kenneth Feinberg, who Mm -hmm. is the centerpiece of this film. 
Max Bornstein, Mark Bhutan, Bard Doros, Sean Sorensen, Michael Sugar, Anthony Cadigus, and Michael Keaton are the producers on this yes. film. Uh, starring Michael Keaton, Stanley Tucci, <laughs> Amy Ryan, Tate Donovan, Shunori Ramathan, Ramanathan, Ramanathan, and Laura uh, Benanti. Benanti. I'm I can help you out with names if you need it. Yeah. Here you go. You can get this next one. This is uh, cinematography was done by Pepe Avila Del Pino. Pino. There's no. There's no. Yeah, it's just Pino. Pino. Edited by Julia Blotch. Uh, music by Nico Muli. Um, I guess we can just skip to the. Re- it was released, like you said, last year on the 24th at Sundance, but it came out globally on Netflix September 3rd of this past year. Mm-hmm. No box office numbers because this nope. is a Netflix. This is a streaming exclusive. Um, cool. 100, 118 minutes. Yep. Let's dive in. All right. Where do you want to start? Um, I think w- w- we can just. I would. D- I'd say we can tackle the cold open because one, it poses the question that we're going to wrestle with. Mm-hmm. This is this is the, uh, you know the 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 trope where you're watching a movie and then they say the name of the movie in the movie and you're like, oh, they said it. Yeah. They said the name of the movie. This is like the quickest instance of that. Like it took like 35 seconds yeah. and they said the name of the movie in the movie. What is life worth? What is um, what is a life? Real worth? quick, how much charge do you have? I have thirty-seven percent. Okay, I'm gonna see. I thought this was gonna be an issue, (laughs) because that's that's meant for a like an iPad, and he is using a laptop. All right, right, cool. Um, I think the cold open's done really well. So the cold open, uh, we have it's him in his class, right? Right, Michael Keaton playing Ken Feinberg, Mm -hmm. uh, and he's in his class. He's a law professor at some law school. We don't we don't know what school it is. Yeah, I don't think it matters. Uh, uh, it Columbia. says Columbia University. Yeah. I didn't see that, but anyways, he's he's talking about um, how do we ascribe a value to a life, and mm. he does this illustrated example with his class where he's like, "You you were working at this place and you died, and you're his father. How much money do you want?" And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, the person who is uh, representing the 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 like tractor company or whatever yeah. is like three million, and the Dad's like, no, I want two and a half million, and then the tractor company says, we'll settle at two two point seven. Yeah, and then it's done. Yeah, and then he goes, okay, yeah, that's how much life's worth. It's not about being fair. Yeah, and it's and it's about be, closing the case and moving on. And he even says it's not philosophical. This is not a philosophy right. class. Um, so yeah. So I don't like him at the beginning. Yeah. So we establish what the question is, and we also establish at this point in time his view of it. Mm-hmm. And He's a very very black and white yeah. rational. Yeah. Like. It it doesn't matter what we want, there are rules and yep. ultimately the goal is just to negotiate and yeah. end it. You know, whiskey, uh, um, whiskey's and, coming, and he to has what he believes is the fairest approach, and that is being as objective as possible. Right. Um, I don't know if you can hear whiskey. Is she purring? Yes. Um, Pretty loud. So, yeah, I think it's it's interesting, and then we see him walking through his. His, his law firm, and he's, I think he's on the phone with somebody, and he even says, like, it's not about being fair. Like you said, it's about close the deal and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we uh, we he fast likes, forward. He likes opera, sorry. He does like opera. He he's goes got, home and listens. He's got quite a CD to, uh, a collection yes. there. I also <laughs> noticed that he's got one of those really nice back in the day, like mm-hmm. 25 CD thing. You know, you can yep. put like 25 CDs in it and, and then select one and it'll just like put it in for you. And he had this wall full of CDs. It only has one disc in it. <laughs> he had one disc in it. <laughs> uh. um, 
Oken. Yeah, but he he uh which I think, you know, some of the shots in this movie, like there's we see him almost every night. He goes into his little parlor or whatever and he has his headphones and he listens to opera. I think we also see, at least this is the impression that I got, you might have gotten a different impression mm-hmm. that he's he's not necessarily like detached from family life, but he's I think he's definitely more comfortable like at the law office. Like Oh he, yeah. He comes home and his dog's just like looking at him, like wanting affection and he's like, Why is he why is his dog always just yeah. staring at me? And he's obsessed with his like his uh retirement home, mm-hmm. you know. Looking at the blueprint. Um, yeah, but I think it's it's fascinating. It shows they do a really good job in the film of showing his world get disrupted. Mm-hmm. And I think what's interesting is that when we cut to that, when he comes home or whatever, I'm not sure what, what, I think it's after he interviews a family, he comes home and she sees him just sitting in his parlor with no yeah, headphones Yeah, the, the on. headphones he's aren't like on. He's, just, he's staring at the dog. And I was like, that's, that's, a, that's for, for everybody who doesn't like know film, that's a beautiful way to put it. Like his world just got off track. Mm-hmm. Like he just, he's struggling. Um, well, also think about, so right after we get our little intro and we see him at his law office and he's like doing one of these settlements for mm-hmm. somebody, for something, uh, the next day he gets on the bus and he's listening to his opera. Like he's a in, train. Maybe it's a train. Yeah, I think okay. it's a train. Maybe it's a train. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And he's got his headphones on. He's, he's in his world, right? Yep. He's listening to his opera. This is a really cool sequence. It um, was really, really well done. And we see a couple people on the train start to get, get a little phone antsy, calls. Yeah, they get phone calls. All this stuff. And then he he notices the commotion eventually, and everyone's like freaking out at this yep. point, like calling their loved ones and everything. And you look over, and the, uh, you don't see the Pentagon, I yeah. don't think, but you see the smoke coming up, and you know it's it's like because yeah. he, they were in D.C., so he wasn't yeah right he wasn't in, in New York. Um, this movie does a does a really good job, I think, of establishing place and time without actually establishing place and time. Right. Um, and I really like that. Because like it, be, it becomes evident that he's in D.C., and I don't think yeah. they ever explicitly say it. No, no. I think um, it's hinted at when he's on the phone with, like, a senator in the beginning. He's talking sure. to a senator. Um, but also, like, it shows a, f- a few various families. It shows, um, I forget their name. Um, but it's, uh, let me see if I can find the name. The, is it uh, the Donatos? The Donato family, yes. And it just shows them, the mom's cooking breakfast, mm-hmm. the kids are running around, and then her husband, who you don't even ever see his face, I don't think. Is, you do, but it's like it's really brief. blur. Yeah. He's like coming out the corner. You and, know. But you see he's like in like a firefighter's uniform, and he's like, mm-hmm. I'm running late, got to go, love you. Um, and he's, he's out the door, and then uh, you see Stanley Tucci. Mm-hmm. What's his character's name? Charles Wolf. Um, he's... Talk, he's talking about what a, a tree or something like he 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 says later about a bridge that he he tries to save land landmarks right he's all riled up about something yeah and he's like writing a blog and his wife's like uh-huh yeah yeah and his save the world being, like, being super sarcastic um and then she heads out to work mm-hmm. um but then we see that sequence of michael keaton of, of ken in the on the, on the train or the bus mm-hmm. whatever um, and we see the Pentagon, and we do see some like newsreel footage yeah. of the attack. So we definitely know because like, he goes to work, and everyone like no yeah. one is. One thing that I did notice: all the lawyers are like looking at the TV in shock, and then in the background you see like these paralegals, which I assume are just like extras, and they're like busy in their cubicles. And I'm like, no, everybody would be. Yeah, no, you know this, what I mean. This was like the world stopped. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, we were eight years old, but we were we we know enough to know that like. We, we yeah. got, I mean, we went home early that day. We got day. sent home from school. Yeah, like I, I, I don't think we went back to school that week. Yeah, I remember we, um, like my mom was a teacher at a middle school, mm-hmm. um, which 
was maybe like t- ten minutes away from my from from, from where I was, mm-hmm. and so we got dropped off on, like at her school. And we had to stay there. Okay. Um, and we like we yeah our day because like, your dad was up in ATL working. Yep. And there was rumors that apparently CNN was a target in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and so people didn't like, like people didn't know what was happening. Sure. Like where else that this might be. Like right. whatever. If you were in a, if you were in or near a major global city in the U.S., mm-hmm. you didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, everybody, I mean, there were people, there were evacuations going on uh, countrywide. There were people out in, like, Utah that thought, what if they attack here, you know? Because you just had no idea. Yeah, fear takes over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Like, we can can look back and say that's kind of irrational. Why would they attack Utah, right? Yeah. But, like, when something like that happens, you're not expecting that, so... Yeah. At that point, anything, um, you you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, this, I mean... Everything stopped. I, I, we watched this, this documentary. Like they, they grounded every flight. Mm-hmm. And my dad was an air traffic controller, and he yeah. had just he had just Ooh. gotten off uh, work. Okay, so he say. he worked from eleven the night before until seven in the morning. And the text happened at like nine, right? Yeah, and so he he got home, and I don't know if he was already like trying to sleep or if he was like about to go to sleep when the mm-hmm. attacks happened. And I mean, oof. well, it's crazy because like. And they were working overtime because they had to like ground all flights and like land everybody. Yeah. And and pilots can be a little, you know, like no, I, I we need to be there by five p.m. Yeah. And they're like, no, you don't understand. You need to land right now. And yeah. Like, for like every single plane that was in the air, you know what I mean? Like, in the country. In the country. And, I mean, and they're so coming I over. Mean, like, like I I mean like over like yeah. in this airspace. Right. That's thousands probably. Yes. Oh yeah. Um. That's crazy. Uh. But yeah, so it's like it's really interesting in this film because it shows you, it shows you like the outsider's per, you know perspective of like people just not knowing what's going on, mm-hmm. this devastation, this like, just there was shock and confusion. I remember, I mean, we were very young, but like, I mean, this this war for us just ended, right? It's twenty years, and they just pulled out of of, of um, Afghanistan, like right. this month. Right. Or like the end of August. The end of last month. Um, and so people had these questions of like, one, like, who did this? Why did they do this? What are we going to do? What's going to happen to us? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, what's going to happen? Um, but it's fascinating because... How did this happen to us yeah, also? Like, yeah. How did, like, it was so easy that they just walked in and right. all these things. Um, and it's interesting because in this film, we're never told like, Okay, this family's husband, or, or patriarch, died. Mm-hmm. Charles Wolfe's wife died. We're not told those things, but I love how it's shown. Where it shows, before his wife's leaving, she's like, "Hey, there's chicken ricotta in the fridge." Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and then later, and it's like thirty minutes later in the film. Yeah, it's, it's quite a while. Yeah. We see we see him at home, and he's and, getting and his kitchen is a mess. A mess, and you can like that's the visual representation of like his life right, right. then. It's just. And shambles, and then he takes out the fridge and he pulls off. I, I saw him take that out, and I was like, "Oh, that's gonna be her, her like handwriting." Mm-hmm. And he puts it on. It just says puts chicken ricotta, and it just puts it on the wall because that's like, it's heartbreaking because he's like grasping on like what's left of his wife, and mm-hmm. it's just her handwriting. It's crazy. Um, it's great. It's, it's see, great filmmaking. That's, that's what I talk about when I talk about like utilizing little little bits oh, yeah. within films and like that continuity. That is, for me, what uh, sets apart good films from not-so-good films. Like, when there's, like, loose ends or 
It's like, why didn't y'all use that? Anyways, yes. Yeah, I, I think that's like, and it shows us, okay, like we don't, we don't see him at a funeral, right? You know, but we see his his home life and how he reacts to seeing that handwriting, and you think, okay, he 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 lost his wife, right? Um. Meanwhile, Michael yeah. Keaton's character is recruited by somebody. Somebody like yeah. a senator calls and says, "We want you to do this." And 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 uh, um, what is her name in the film? Camille, Camille Biros, mm-hmm. Biros. Yep. Uh, she's like his administrative lead. Yeah. She is like, well, it makes sense because we're one of the only firms that has this kind of experience that yep. they would be recruited for this kind of job. And this is the point where I, I I started to be like, okay, maybe he's not the worst thing. He he realizes that this is going to be like really tough and he's yeah. going to be like the one that gets thrown under the bus if things go south. Mm-hmm. But he's like, this is how we can help. Like we can't, yeah. we're not going to, we're not going to yeah. go to ground zero and start like picking a rope. This is how we can help in this situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely, I never thought of, of Feinberg as a cold or like not caring or malicious character. Right. Except I, for right at the beginning. I well, was like, yeah, what I, are you doing? See, I didn't feel like he was like personally being like, I'm going to stick it to him. But yeah. I genuinely felt like he yeah. was like... He needs to be the voice of reason in that situation. He has to be the least emotional person. And, and he, he even says that... that was right. Yeah, he even says that at some point. Yeah. He says like, the, our job is not to like be a therapist or this yeah. or the other. Our job is to yeah. sort these matters out yeah. so that people can move on and grieve and yeah. you know be supported. But they talk about a lot in this film how in some cases, okay, yeah, that's after years of litigation and mm-hmm. years of court dates. And it's like, this has just happened. Um, right. And people, dude, I was in a car accident mm-hmm. eight years ago, and I settled on that car accident to like two years later. Yeah. And so even that, I was like, just finish it. Right. Just be done. I'm tired of this. Sure. But with something this big and this recent, for like as far as the film's concerned, you you can't end on this scale. That's that's mm-hmm. the thing with this scale. Because he he goes to this press conference to like unveil the the formula, right? And I do think like he was telling his wife, he's like, I think he he thought he could genuinely help, and mm-hmm. that's fair. Um, One thing that's crazy to me, yep. And I know that you were like mid thought. No, I apologize. Uh, I work in a legal setting, yes, and I do. work with individuals and their families, mm-hmm. and the amount like the volume of people that they were doing paperwork for and like making accommodations for and just saying like oh we can do that we can do yeah. that we'll make a note this that or the other blows my mind especially the fact that like f- over 60 percent of it came in the last like two weeks like how yeah. many people would ha- have to be working like around the clock to be able to like process all of that well it started as like you know what he, i mean yeah because he accepts the case pro bono right mm-hmm. and he's talking to his team and he's like thank you in advance for everybody who will keep the daily stuff going right while we do this case I think by the end of the film, the entire firm was working on that case. Right. They would have to have been. Yeah, I mean, there's no way. Because they, it, they it could work otherwise. Um, but he is at this press conference. And also, I find it interesting. I wonder how they... Because I read just the other day that there are still people being identified. Sure. 20 years later. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering like how... Because there's this big crowd, but it's not nearly the amount of people who who were killed in, right. in the attack. Um, but he immediately runs into this brick wall, and, and f- rightly so, of like this question of like, okay, well, just because my son was 22 and was working a desk job, 
mm-hmm. he isn't worth as, as much as the CEO. Right. You know, like this, there's this impossible question where it's like, you can't value these things on these. Well, because Michael Keaton is trying to, he's had meetings with like, yeah. There was like this like board of lawyers or whatever yeah. that, that met. Which I want to touch on just a second, but go on. Talk about, you know, briefly. Yeah. But uh, he's trying to draw a line somewhere. He's like, well, we can't pay for everything. Yeah. I think he says, like, we're trying to look at just the economic contribution. Right. right? Something like that. Something like that. Um, uh, and so they try to put together this formula that they think can be applied to all cases. Let me tell you something. That's nope. never the, you can never do that. Nope. Um, I think it's fascinating, though, real quick, on that, like, board meeting, I think it shows a, a side of the of the fallout of the attack that I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. And it was fascinating because it was like, if all, if all these peoples, all these people, all these people sue these airlines, mm-hmm. and it was, what, United? Um, I don't know. What that, there's two airlines. I know those two airlines. The Southwest? Whatever. Or, I don't know. One of them. Um they're like, if if this many people sue these airlines, those airlines will go out of business. And it was talking, and I've, I've, I I forget how how they explained it, but they were saying like that would have a chain reaction that could cripple the entire economy. Yeah, but which is fascinating. My my, I wonder, uh, is that true? Like the, yeah, the amount I, of money I that these, don't these airlines are raking in. That is true. I don't know how that would work, but I think that's fascinating to show that there was like. This this crisis and this and this tragedy created other crises. Sure, all over the country. Yeah, um, but it's also interesting that Congress passed. Then they had some fancy long name: the airline stabilization something 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 something. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "There's zero law in this bill." Well, because it was passed to basically to a, a elect give him, him. Yeah, give him the uh, what's his special title? Master. Special, special master. Special master. Yeah. Um, and he, essentially, he gets to make these rules. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, so back to what I was saying, he runs into this brick wall. People mm-hmm. are like, I mean, and I mean, like I said, rightly so. Like they're pissed, and it's like, what is this? This is they're such upset. A cheap way to like get he us ha- to. He has that initial meeting with like the public where he's trying to outline, yep. and they're like, "What do you mean? What What do you mean formula? This yeah. is my This is my brother. This yeah. is my daughter. You know, whatever." Yep. And everyone's upset. Stanley Tucci's character, uh, Chris Wolf. Charles. Charles Wolf yeah. comes in and he's like, Hold on, I want to hear him out. Yeah. And he's actually like the biggest like opponent yeah. of the whole thing. But and he says this, he says like I agree or I, I believe in being like very civil, especially yeah. you know, in, in instances where I don't agree with you yeah. and stuff like that. And he does a good job of that throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I think it's really powerful when he's like uh Ken is like, Hey, thank you so much for saving me back there and he was like, I can't stand you. <laughs> he was like Right. There I don't there like, are so I don't many like things anything that you say there are so many things in this formula that are extremely offensive to me yeah is what he says um i also love how i think he there are little things that he does where it shows the viewer like it shows you like these as it would be for anybody that i lost in my family or Mm -hmm. vice versa they aren't numbers like he walks up and he's like hey there's typos on page four and five of this of this and this is her information and he's like this is my wife right this is not just she's a not a, she's not a statistic. Yeah. She's like you get these things right. Yeah. So I think that's that's and it's he's civil and he's and it's subtle, but I thought that's really powerful to me. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, this dude doesn't. This is like a no BS. Like, and he has the blog, fix the fun. Yeah. Right. Um, All the while. Yeah. Um, Michael Keaton's character Ken is like he's he's learning that he's he's pretty ill equipped 
to deal with that aspect. Like he 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 knows he wants to help, but he he makes so many blunders in the way he he's discussing this in, mm-hmm. into the crowd. And then after, um, Frank Donato, yeah. whose, whose brother was killed, and he's his legs in a cast. He's like, oh, you're in a cast. I broke my leg at the pool last year. Oh yeah. How'd you break like, yours? And and he's like, oh, uh, South, S- Tower. South Tower. You know. And, and he's then like, he's like, foot, my brother was there too. Yeah, oh, is mouth. he is he okay? And he's like, uh, no, he's not. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he 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 he's not. It's like he like he he's not at the point yet where he's able to think about those things before he speaks. Yeah, you know that, that was like a definite like, you know, put your foot in your mouth moment. Um, right. But, and he says something interesting too, where he's like, I just want to get his story out there to make change because the, the radios are crap. Mm-hmm. They've always been crap. And if we had better radios, we could have warned them to get out of the tower. Right. Which is true. Like, we were listening to this documentary. They're saying that the radios couldn't, whether it's the frequency or the or the, or the length, they were too mm-hmm. far away. They couldn't. Yeah, there were definitely issues. Yeah. Something that's interesting to me, and this really highlighted, like, when you're grieving, you're trying to rationalize. Yeah. Right? Later in the film, when they're in the alley, mm-hmm. and he's, like, talking to him, he's like, you can't tell his wife about, like, you know. The mistress and stuff. Right, all that yeah. stuff. He's like. The radios were working. He heard that he needed to evacuate, and he came back for me. Mm. You remember when he said that? So, yeah, like, yeah. that whole time he was he was saying all that stuff, and he's like, we need to make them pay, or, like, you know, this, yeah. that, or the other. He was just trying to come to grips with, like, the tragedy that had happened. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. And you're right. That documentaries show that... Um, they were documentaries like, don't show, but... Yeah, there were, like, infrastructural things that could have been better. Right. Um, and there always are. Yeah, that's how it is. But I think it's, this film, at least, does a—I mean, for me—does a good job of like just showing how complex everything can be, because this mm-hmm. this firefighter, um, and what's interesting to me is that. Uh, so what's his brother's name? So Frank is the is the one who lived. Tom is it? Tom is no, it's not Tom. Um, no, it's not oh, Tom. There's another story about Tom. But there there is a Tom in this. Mm-hmm. Um, long story Nick. short, Nick. Okay. Long story short, we see a bunch of cases kind of go through the, the the process, and they're all getting you know kind of understood. But it focuses on a handful of them. Mm-hmm. D- in, in particular, it focuses on uh, the Donatos, yep. and then Tom. Who do we learn his? We don't learn his um, last name, I don't think. No. But, but Graham Morris, yes, was his his like partner. Yep, they were living together in in New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they wanted to get, I guess, in a they were they were just a couple weeks from uh, having a civil union. Yeah, because this is pre uh, equal marriage. Right, that was like twenty thirteen or fourteen, I think. Right, so they were going to file a, for a civil, a, a civil union. union. Um, uh, meanwhile, his Tom's parents are like very like anti LGBTQ. Right. Yeah. And and in particular, like they they're like, oh, he, he he wasn't gay. He yeah, that was his roommate. Yeah. That gold digger was always yep. trying to, you know. Yep. All always stuff. had eyes for him, you know that yeah. kind of. But it's interesting because we start to ask the questions of like, okay, well, how much money should these people get, and who gets it? Mm-hmm. So in Nick's case, he's got three kids and a wife, and then we find out. And what's interesting is that I. This could have been perceived as like, oh, they're smearing his name, and he's a hero, and I, I didn't get it. I didn't receive it like that for some reason. I. They're not smearing his name. Yeah, he's got no. he's got other dependents. Exactly. Like, got a, it was got shown of family. like he's got um, he had he had a mistress, mm-hmm. uh, and he had two other kids. Right. Um, 
And so now Ken is sort of having to be like, okay, well, I can't give his family money and right. not give his family money. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and then also with Tom, it's like, do we give his estranged parents who hated his lifestyle and mm-hmm. essentially disowned him, do we give them money? Or do we give the person that loved him and lived with him and was a part of his life the money? Right. And in both of these cases, the reason that these two cases were the ones that were, were picked out, yeah, maybe they were discussed in the book, you know, yeah. but they both, to me, serve like a really good purpose. Mm-hmm. So Tom's case, uh, or I guess it's Graham Morris's case, yeah. Tom is the deceased, he, it, his case is the reason ultimately that Ken decides to go on a case-by-case basis because he's like, he doesn't fit in the mold. Yeah. Like we need to, and he has the discussions with Charles and everything. Mm-hmm. And so Tom's story or, or, or Graham's story helps so many other victims, families like yep. get the, get the settlements that they deserve and ultimately bring them on board with mm-hmm. the, the fund. Yep. Um, ultimately Tom's not able yep. to, to get that or because Graham, Graham's not able to get that Virginia money. law, right? Virginia right. law. Yeah. It was New York, New York law allowed for it in Virginia law because he was going to the Pentagon, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, Tom was a contractor at the Pentagon. Yes. And left to grab a voicemail and stuff. Um, that's what it was. It was, it was. So Virginia law didn't allow it. So the parents got the money in that case, which is heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, with, the, with the Donatos, mm-hmm. to me, it's, it's about the grief. So you have his brother who's... who's you know, talking about the radios and why isn't why wasn't this better? Why wasn't that better? We want his story to be told. We want him to be a hero. Yeah. Meanwhile, he knows like about the mistress thing, which I don't think should smear his name at all. I really don't. Yeah. Like, that, like that doesn't take away what he did. Right. But he's like desperately trying to get his brother out there as a hero. He wants his story to be told. Right. Which I think would come from guilt for I would say two reasons. One, he came back for him in the tower. Sure. Two. He helped him cover up the mistress. He wants to. He wants his brother to be remembered in that way. Yes. Right. His wife, on the same token, is is coming in and she's talking about how good of a father he is yeah. and this, that, and the other. He's the best father. He's the best. You know, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And then at the end, we learn she's like, "I'm not stupid. I knew this was going on. Yeah. I don't want to remember him that way. I don't want other people to remember him that way." Yeah. And then she event- eventually signs the papers and says, "You know, make sure that they're taken care of." Yeah. But at the same time, she was in the process of grieving, and she was talking up all his, you know, highlights yep. and trying to ignore yep. the depth. It's just, this is, this, there's, there's a lot of human, hu- humanity in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and Both stories are extremely touching. Yeah, and we can't forget, too, uh, Feinberg has a new, a, a new, I would say paralegal, I don't, I don't know, but the, you would know better than that because you work in law. She was, I think she was an associate attorney. Okay, uh, who was supposed to start that, what, that next week? Priya, she was supposed to start in the, the North Tower. North Tower I that think. next week or whatever. She would already had her badge at the same company that Charles Wolfe's yeah, wife. Yeah, the same firm that yeah uh, Mrs. Wolfe worked for. Um, and so, a lot of this stuff is put in play because she starts going to the fix the fun meetings. Um, mm-hmm. And because she doesn't feel right about this whole thing, the yeah, whole formula. I put everyone just, in a. This keeps sort of building and building. Meanwhile, uh, um, what's his name? Douchebag Lee Quinn, who mm-hmm. in, in his first appearance, he's just trying to milk it. He's trying to get yeah. as much money for his clients as he can. Which I guess, 
at his, a certain level, quote unquote, is his job. And this this is one of the things that one of the gripes that I have with the legal profession mm-hmm. as a rep- like as a legal representative, his his job is to give them the best representation that he can. Yeah. And so I guess in a sense he's trying to do that, but it, it just seems really scummy. Yeah. Because he just keeps saying, if you if 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 you raise the bar for the higher ones, mm-hmm. it'll get everybody else on board, yada yada. And he's just sort of, just I don't say blackmailing, but he's he's going about it in a gross way. He's definitely growing up, and it's it almost is blackmail because he's yeah. saying if you don't get, you know, I can hand you your eighty percent that you need because I need at least eighty percent of people to yep. agree to the settlement for them yep. to ultimately do it. Otherwise, I guess it's not worthwhile. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and and he's saying. You know, I can give you that eighty percent. So yeah. it almost is blackmail because he's yeah. saying if you don't, if you don't go through with what I want, you're not going to get, you're not going to reach your goal. Yeah. Um, but I think there's that last meeting with, with him when I I would say Ken is pretty desperate because mm-hmm. um, he's getting closer and closer. He has what two years, um, to kind of finish it up, and nothing's happening. Two years, which um, they're all saying that's not long at all. And he's like, well, think about the victims. That's a very long time. Yeah. Um. Which is true, but he has but his. Ultimately, it's not that long because <laughs> yeah, we're right up against the deadline. He has right? this meeting with him where I think he finally sees a mirror to mm-hmm. himself, you know. And I, there's this great line where Lee, who at this point is disgusting um, to Ken, he's like, "This is wrong, yada yada yada." Right. Lee says, "You're my hero." Like I'm. He quotes his. He, his he quotes quote him from saying, the "Like it's not about being fair; it's about closing the the the, the deal and moving on." Right, and so that's a I think a, a a part where where Ken has to be like, okay, this is yeah, like I have to change direction. There's another great uh, exchange between Ken and Charles at the opera when they go see that new opera, and they're both like, "This is terrible." Where she's like, "I lost my phone, I lost my shoes." That one, <laughs> <laughs> it's so repetitive. But at the same time, like because it's so repetitive, it's almost like a like a meditation or yeah. something where it's like, I lost this, I lost that. And then eventually it gets to, I lost my soul. Yeah. I lost my faith. I yeah. lost my uh, heart, I lost heart, all that stuff. And he's freaking out. Yeah. And I think it started out as like, I, the way that I took it was, it was him being like, I don't like this new opera. But then also like, no, there's, I got it. There's where it so much too hard. There's so much loss in this. Yes. That he like couldn't be around it. Well, because it's loss, people losing possessions, but also when when he was talking about, like, I lost my heart, I lost my faith, he was like, is that me? Yeah, he's he's lost his way for sure. You can see him going through it. Yeah, and then there's this great exchange with Charles where... You're not the bridge. I loved that. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. Talk about it. You aren't the... Well, you can talk about that one, but I'm going to say in this one... No, this is the same conversation, but I'm saying you can can talk about that example. Okay. Ken finally says, I don't know how to fix it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to fix it. So He, he says, I agree with you, Yeah, he, but if he I knows, change everything... Yeah, he knows what is what this formula doesn't work. He's finally mm-hmm. reached a part where he's like, this is not working, but he's... And this is huge, because that's, that's, this is, a lot of times in life, the hardest thing for, for, for people to do, is to say, I do not know. Or like I need help. I cannot fix this, mm-hmm. um, which I think is huge. And then Ken, I mean uh, Charles says, uh, "Like you're, you're not, not the, the bridge. bridge." So now you can. Explain and he's this. like, "It's a great metaphor." What are you, what are you talking about yeah. the bridge? So uh, Charles, uh, when they lived up in, was it like upstate New York? I don't know. Was it, I don't remember what it was. It started with an I. It- Ittica? is that a place? Oh, in, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Is that a place in New York? I think so. <laughs> I could just be 
blowing smoke. Let's right found now. it. <laughs> Let's found that city. Um, he's in upstate New York, and there's this bridge that he just loves. It's beautiful, and they want to tear it down to build a, an interstate. He puts all this money and time. He runs for city council, and he gets elected, and he's trying to prevent them from breaking down this bridge. And they break it or they tear it down anyways, and they build the interstate. And he's devastated. He feels like he's been torn down. Yeah, like he's he like moping around and stuff. He says, "I spent a week or two feeling sorry for myself." And his sassy, yeah, chicken Stanley Tucci, Tucci. <laughs> his his sassy chicken uh, piccata piccata <laughs> cooking wife wife is like, "You are not the bridge. Like yeah. you, the bridge broke down. You did not." Yeah. And that like changes his outlook on yeah. like everything. And he was he had this moment of like he he was like I'm still here. Yeah. And that's something that I, I think, love that. Yeah, that I think in life, regardless of what's happening in your life, if you have a moment where you can just still say like I'm still here, mm-hmm. like that's a very heavy thing. Um, I've had times in my life where I'm yeah. like feel broken. Yeah. And then you have that moment where you're like I'm still you know if I'm on like, if I'm at rock bottom, I'm still here. I'm still here. Yeah. You know. Um, and then, uh, excuse me, I had a burp. Uh, thank you for letting sorry. us know. <laughs> I always do that. <laughs> and then, and then, so Ken gets into this mode where he goes back to his firm and mm-hmm. he's, he's there all night. Yeah. They, like, they find him and he's sleeping the next day. And it's funny cause he starts and he's just like hyped up. He's like, got to take every case individually and his team it's almost yeah, from, like from their perspective, they're like, "What are you? What are you talking about?" Yeah, but it's funny. You wanted us like, to do the opposite, but at, at the same time, there's almost this like, "Finally, yeah. like he's finally like got hundred percent." Yeah, all of them. And then it's just like balls of the wall, like just everyone. And the biggest, and this is such a heartwarming. This is like makes me so happy, is when they're still not getting the numbers, and they see the blog. Yeah, fix the fun where. Charles is like, I can happily say that I believe that the fund has been fixed. And then the office fills up, and they're getting mail trucks on mail trucks just for them and all that stuff. It was great. It was great. Very well done. Um, I will say, I just spit on my keyboard. That's right. I will say I just spit. Um, The end of the movie, so for me, like when you settled for your wreck, Mm -hmm. were you like, was it, did it feel like a happy ending to a movie, or did it feel like I just want this to be over so that I can start to like, you know what I mean? I, it's a different this, thing. I didn't have yes, it's a vastly different thing. One because I was I was in the long run I was I was I was I was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like I, my attorney was cool. Like I had a decent experience. Okay. It was still just frustrating because it was just sure. so. It was two years. Yeah. And it just was go on and on and on and on, and it was frustrating because it would be like every few months. Like as soon as you forgot about it, you're they like, need oh wait a second, you gotta like, go back and have yeah. a litigation or have a um, deposition. W- deposition. Or where I was like, all right, I, I remember I was at work one day. I said I have to go do this deposition thing. I'll be back in an hour. It was four hours. Yeah, and I was I mean, like, it, it, yes. guys, what is going on? Yes. Um. So for me, I was definitely like, just be done. Like I want this to be done, so I can just move on. So the only the, one of the only gripes I have with this movie, we're at the end of the movie, and there's all these people in this office and they're there to like file paperwork to receive compensation because their family members were killed mm-hmm. in this horrible event and everyone's like smiling and there's like happy music and I just yeah. thought that was really weird yeah I mean it definitely tried to like Hollywoodize it right for a, for a bit um, I took that more as like from the perspective of maybe the firm 
Because there's some well, nice sure. moments where it's like it shows them, it is from the perspective like, of the firm. They're doing everything though, like done by yeah. the phone, and they'll be like, um, "Okay, so you have to go to this thing," and then they're like, "We can we can fax like, it to okay, a, a photo yeah, center or like, whatever. We'll find a place for you. Like, let me look that up for you." And so. I like how the firm is like, we will take on everything mm-hmm. because we don't want you to have to do anything. And that's how it should be. Yes. Honestly. 100%, 100%. But that's another thing what I was talking about with the volume, like the yeah. amount of people and the amount of people that were working there. It's near impossible. Wow. Yeah. You know? And what's crazy is that at the end of the film, it goes on to list uh, the disasters that he has litigated. And good Lord. Let me see if I can find the list. Uh he did the BP oil spill. Mm-hmm. Um, he did uh, like the he did Penn State Penn uh, State settlement. Yep, the Aurora victims, Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, he did. Um, he did the film that it also had Michael Keaton Spotlight. I haven't seen Spotlight. It's about the uh, Catholic Church uh, sex abuse oh. stuff, and he was one of those, like that. Was that, Michael that Keaton playing Kenneth Feinberg in that? No, no, no. He oh, okay. he he was playing the like editor of Spotlight. Okay. Great movie. We need to do that film when we're doing like a Michael Keaton month, or whatever. We mm-hmm. can do that. It's a great movie. Um, so it's fascinating to to see um, like what what this did with his career. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was doing this before, too, but this really put him in the forefront of these sorts of cases. And ultimately, like, you could look at you could look him up on Wikipedia and be like, oh, this guy, his job is to protect the corporations or the companies or whatever. But really, like, he, he, he at least the way this film is portraying him, yeah. his goal is to, to help people, you know? Yeah. Um, this is the way that he's able to do that. Yeah. And he did it pro bono. That's I, how you know it's not about... Like the money, money right? for him at least, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's done really well. As we wrap up, um, Zach, you know, I have to ask you a question. Okay, but is it good? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. good. Um, so yeah, cool. Uh, Moving on to our next segment, uh, it's called "Every Movie Sucks." Um, this one, I'm curious to see because uh, it's sitting at 80 percent critic score. Mm-hmm. And it's sitting at 79 or 8%. 79%. Uh, audience score. Um, Our benchmark is Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know why we chose that over like other meta databases. Yeah, that's just but sort of that's like what we use. Pop culture one. I don't know. For, for, standard, for, for standardizing purposes. Um, it's interesting. This is like, I don't expect to find any like super brash reviews in this film. Let me see if I can find a couple. Um, well, yeah, like this one's two and a half stars, and it says, "Let's face it; these guys are talking about insurance payouts and what that means regarding the complexities of the law. It's boring." I mean, maybe not not your kind of movie. Oh, we didn't talk about all the lawyer tropes. What are they? <laughs> well, the the big thing for me was like near the beginning when he takes on the case, um, and they're like in the office, and they've all got like the whiteboard and they're like, oh, uh, yeah, we need yeah. to get to 80%. Yeah. And and they're talking about all this stuff and then it shows them like looking through files and looking at this and here's these reports. We're going to use these as a, you know, and all that. I don't know. It just feels very like, I've, I feel like I've seen a lot of movies that have that kind of stuff in it. Yeah. You know? I was just thinking we we watched Miss um, Sloan 
a while back, which is about like lobbying, mm-hmm. lobbyists, and there's a liter- like there's like a firm that does that, and there's literally the whiteboard. They, ha- they have to get like sixty s- congressmen or something like that, and there's literally like a, here's our number on a whiteboard, and they like keep right. changing it. And I was like, that's the exact same thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, I only found a couple of bad reviews in this. Well, there's, there's not many reviews for it because it just yeah. came out. Someone, uh, Mike, says this dies in the first 60 seconds. That was a star and a half review. This might just be not for you then, Mike. Right. Because in the first 60 seconds, it establishes what it's going to tackle. But I could see because of how the the premise of this film, what would you say the premise of this film is? Sorry, I'm all over the place. What would you say the premise of this film is? Um, I would say... Before you watched it, when you saw the title... In the oh. tagline, what um, would you think this film is? Establishing what is, what is the worth of a human life? What is what is a person's life worth at post postpartum? I'm postpartum, <laughs> post death. <laughs> Technically, it is po- is way postpartum. Way postpartum. Um, <laughs> postpartum is sorry. I just had a baby. That's on my mind. Um, you yes. just had a baby. I just had a baby. <laughs> Me personally, Hannah didn't do anything. I'm just kidding. She did everything. You were gonna die. I just I just <laughs> helped. I didn't do hardly anything. She heard that and and she's taking notes. Love you. <laughs> Um, yes. So yeah, what is a life the, worth? The, the premise of this movie, what is a life worth? You might not be expecting the legal side of this movie, you know. And I could see how some people wouldn't be into that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting, especially since I work in the legal profession. But think about uh, we watched um, what was the other movie with the the law the 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 court case had Sasha Baron Cohen? Oh, all those people the trial in of the, the Chicago trial Seven. of the Chicago Seven. I could see people not liking that because of a similar thing where yeah. it, it went into a lot of like the the actual law is complicated. Yes, it is. It is complicated, and people might might have been expecting more. So, just like the protest and the in yeah. the fallout and all that kind of stuff, versus like the actual court hearing. And in the same vein, I could see people not necessarily wanting to deal with all the stuff in the in the law office. You know, yeah. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've I'm the same vein. I find um, law and and like political dramas fascinating. Um, yeah, this one doesn't really have any really bad reviews, so this might be our new right. uh, crown, the least bad reviewed, maybe sure. not as far as percentage-wise, but as far as the number of them. Right, as far as the number of them. And I would say, like, honestly, I could, I can rationalize why people wouldn't like this movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and none of them are ridiculous, like, stupid. It's not like, like you went and saw The Suicide Squad and you were like, that movie was silly. And it's like, well, what did you think it was going to exactly. be? Did you see the trailer? Yes. You, you know, a giant starfish. Yeah. Uh, cool. I mean, that was probably our shortest Everybody Sucks segment, but hey, I'm cool with that. Um, you got anything else? I do not. Yeah. I'll, I'll, f- I'm sure I'll think of something. I'm sure. And That's then I'll be like, oh no. How can they find us? You can, as always, you can email us at podcast at gmail.com. Yes. You can reach out to us on Twitter at podcast. podcast, right? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you can talk to Hunter and follow our stories yep. on our Instagram at But Is It Good Podcast. Yes. Uh, please say hello. You can uh, subscribe, share, listen. Um, well, please listen, of course. Uh, Send us an email. We might read it on the air. Yep. We actually we, got, one. We, we got one. We have an email to read. Yep. Do we not? Uh, from Chase. He said he really enjoyed our Shang-Chi episode, as well as the movie. Thank you, Chase. That's how I worded it. I thought it was really funny. As well as the you movie. You liked the movie and our episode on it. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. It was a good movie. Uh, it was a good movie. Um, so yeah, please, if you if you say hello, we'll give you a shout out on the uh, on 
on the show. Uh, you mm-hmm. can slide into those DMs on Instagram or Twitter. Um, and yeah, just tell us how you find us, what you like, what you want to hear. And uh, yeah. Is, is Worth good? Did you watch it? Did you like it? What should we do next? Yeah. All right, cool. Sounds good. good. We'll see you guys next week. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. And scene. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah.